Gamora's survival from the events of the Infinity War represents a cosmic imbalance, and the only way that she can write that balance is by proving to Living Tribunal that she can murder all 20 Celestials. It's gonna be Gamora hunting the Guardians. I feel like she's just gonna become kind of baby Thanos to a degree. She's got the Sanctuary too. Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is Rogue Theory, and today we're gonna guess about Gamora in Guardians 3. I'm Philip Molina, and going rogue remotely, of course, today are Eric Voss. Hello, happy to be back. I don't buy it. <laughs> uh, and then uh, fresh from his uh, dip in a vat of acid, it's the Joker's <laughs> new side piece, yeah! Matt Rob. Hey, guys, I got bored and uh, destroyed my hair. Why not? <laughs> That's awesome. That is a fire alarm happening. Fire alarm? (laughs) And that was Matt's freaking fire alarm. And we had to wait till he put out the fire he started with his stupid hair. This is how important rogue theory is to me. I went and put out a fire to come back so I can talk to you guys about stuff. You're the real hero. I try, man. I try. (laughs) It's not every day that we have Angelica Trey. Uh, and your place looks like it's on fire too, but in the emoji way. Yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, it's so lame. beautiful and sparkly here. All right, guys, let's get into it. So uh, we know that Gamora was sacrificed by Thanos in Infinity War in 2018. That version of Gamora, right? But then we got our 2014 Gamora who gets brought in and fights uh, Thanos uh, in, in Endgame. That's a version of Gamora that has never met the Guardians of the Galaxy she survives the events of Endgame. She didn't... So that would mean that she's not necessarily part of Thanos' group if Tony Snap uh, affected all of Thanos' group. So we know that there's going to be another Guardians movie. I'm thinking it's got to be the search for Gamora, the search for Spock equivalent of the Guardians trilogy. So pitch me. How is Gamora coming back in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Let's go rogue! I would normally start, but I have a, mine's a, a bit roguer, so I, I want to hear you guys so I can steal from yours. All right, I'll start. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. Angelica, let's hear it. I'm thinking, what if she comes back as a bounty hunter? I don't know. I feel, I, we love bounty hunters in space, so why not have Gamora be a bounty hunter? I'm thinking maybe we'll tie this in with, like, Rocket Raccoon's backstory and somehow, some way... You know, she'll find her way on Half World. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So she is is she is one of the the guardians her bounty? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe one or like all of them. Oh, oh. interesting. So yeah. while they're trying to find her, because you know Star Wars is going to be trying to find her, she's hunting them. Yes, that's going to be the movie. I mean, obviously, I think it would be really fun to explore some of like Rocket's backstory, but it's going to be Gamora hunting the Guardians. I like that because you know, both Rocket and Gamora, I think on that Xandar processing screen, they both have these like weird, mysterious cybernetic implants mm-hmm. that like they clearly weren't born with. Some Something put that in them and like, there's a story there, right? Essentially with, with Rocket, at least in the, in the comic books, he's from a, a planet called Half World and that's where he was, you know, modified and I guess, made the way that he is and i think they're gonna start to explore that a little bit more but we'll see i don't know that'd be fun that's really interesting so first of all i love here you get a rogi because i love her hunting them so that's gonna turn into something on your side oh cool thank you wow 
Turned into Batman. Uh, hmm. That's Batman cool. Pez. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you get that one. Uh, I love the idea of Gamora listening to them for like a split second of like, wait, you're our friend, and then just defeating all of the remaining guardians herself <laughs> and like putting them in a big stupid net or whatever and just like carrying them in. Yeah, she's gonna uh, physically cool. have a giant net. Yes, yeah. it has to be a net. It has <laughs> to be like, a net. It's like Animal Crossing right now. She's mm-hmm. just gonna... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, gonna and come... then uh, I think I was gonna ask you who the, the villain's gonna be, but it sounds like you're going for something on Half-World. Yeah, um, essentially, I, I think this is going to be a bit more of of a backstory type situation. I, I think maybe we'll come across someone on Half-World, but obviously there's going to be a lot of different conflict here, you know, with Gamora hunting them and Rocket maybe coming across a lot of, you know, turmoil and confronting his creators essentially his maker yeah his maker yeah uh that's really interesting if there's like a rocket version of kind of the weapon x story mm-hmm. oh that'd be cool like, oh, i'd be into that i'd do that be yeah. Right. yeah all right there's some of those theories that like maybe herbert windham the high evolutionary could be tied in right because didn't he have some uh appearances with like adam warlock and he like experiments on animals to oh, try yeah. to he could be a he could be like a maker figure. Yeah. yeah, totally. It's just uh, Sid from Toy Story. Experiments <laughs> <laughs> on animals. Just yeah, gluing yeah. different animals together. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Like in space on a throne. It's an uh, island right, of Dr. Angelica. Moreau situation. <laughs> I like it. Matt, speaking yes. of uh, giant freaks on an island. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> me. No, what, uh, what's your theory? Uh, honestly, I, I love the idea of her as a bounty hunter, but I mean, look, here's the situation, right? She's plucked out of 2013, right, canon. She doesn't know the Guardians. She just knows she hates Thanos. She's still technically in line with Thanos. I have a feeling now that her, you know, her her evil kind of slave-driving father is dead and she secretly hated him forever because at the beginning of Guardians 1, she was kind of in line with him, but she hated him. She didn't really know. She didn't really have a way out, but she wasn't, she didn't see the way. She didn't know who Kevin Bacon was, so she couldn't be a good guy. So I think that now, <laughs> now that she's kind of... She hasn't been tainted by the humanity of, of the Guardians and by Peter Quill. I feel like she's just going to become kind of baby Thanos to a degree. She's got the Sanctuary too. Whoa. We have a we have a uh, essentially like a, uh, a deleted scene of her walking away, but we don't really know if she walks away or not, right? We don't know if that's canon or not. We do know that she does exist. She is alive. She is currently in hiding because Quill wasn't able to find her. I also, we're kind of, we're undercutting the whole Thor of it all. Like he's going to be in some part in Guardians 3. So I know that I would love the idea of there being like of a love triangle. I love the idea that her memory essentially is wiped of Peter Quill. So she's kind of in between. She doesn't really know who she's going to like. She might like Thor. She might like Star-Lord. We don't really know. But I love the idea of trying to like rebuild her humanity and try to remind her that she's actually not as evil as her warlord of a father. She can be something better, but we kind of have to build that up from start. I love the idea of actually giving Gamora like the time that she needs. Interesting. So if if Thanos is Hitler, obviously, and then uh, the Hitler and all of the Nazi armies were dusted. And then Gabor is the were... very famous daughter of Hitler that everyone knows yeah, exists the daughter in real life. Uh, of Hitler, Madeleine Albright. Uh, <laughs> no, they, uh, there is, there is um, 
uh, still Nazi sympathizers that would exist in the country that now are looking for a leader to fill the vacant spot. Right. So there, it's the it's not Thanos' army necessarily, but all the people that looked up to Thanos and worshipped Thanos. Right. Uh, now need someone, and she's basically Neo Thanosites is what they call them. Neo Thanosites. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, everyone yeah. knows. Yeah, Madeline. Neo Thanies. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do um, think that she. I, I love the idea that she still wants to kind of find herself in all of this and doesn't want to be evil but I, I have a feeling based on the fact that this is the Gamora that was on you know the side of the throne with Thanos and Guardians 1 it was like willing to go out there and 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 execute Ronan because he wasn't doing what Thanos wanted like she's not she's not good yet so I still think that she needs to be yeah. reminded that she's good and I think that this is a great opportunity for the rest of the Guardians now with Thor to kind of remind her that she's not uh you know kind of evil I think that'd be a really rad yeah. story you definitely get a rogi for Queen Gamora. Oh my goodness! Go. Thank you. Oh, look what it became! It became a, a Wheaties box with oh, my man. face on it. This is <laughs> back before I made terrible it? decisions and decided to bleach my hair. Look at how innocent and dumb I was. Well, you were <laughs> an so Olympian much. before all this. I was before all this happened. <laughs> I was just I was, and now I ruined it. So thank you for the Wheaties. I appreciate it. You went it, from man. a kid's inspiration to a kid's nightmare figure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a kid's paralysis demon in the corner of their room. Yeah, By that's what I become. Is, Go to sleep. Is there a, is there like a specific kid Olympics? Because I would love to go there and just like boo the kids from the other countries. <laughs> yeah, no, no we have you not seen D two the Mighty Ducks, the Junior Olympic Games? Oh, that's true. Yes, yes, it's I was cannons. one of the the Mighty Ducks. It was me. It was me. It was <laughs> oh. Keenan Thompson and end of list. The, and the other team was the children of the Nazis. <laughs> exactly. We, we had to um, stop the Cold War. Yeah, they were just uh, they were the Iceland team. Yeah, I like think Yeah. He thinks Madeline Albright is Hitler's daughter. He doesn't know history. It's okay. <laughs> Eric, you say you're going to outrogue these two. Yes. Do it. Good Thank luck. you for giving my uh, theory time to gestate. It is now ready to burst out of my chest and frighten you all. Um, okay, so just like uh, in a nutshell, my theory is that Gamora's survival from the events of the Infinity War represents a cosmic imbalance. And the only way that she can write that balance is by proving to the Living Tribunal that she can murder all 20 Celestials. All right. Whoa, what? What? Whoa, holy crap. <laughs> okay, so think about it. Um, Thanos was on this quest to uh, balance the universe, right? And he wanted to wipe out half of all life. And uh, the way he did that was by killing his daughter figure, Gamora. Yeah, her name's Gamora, yeah. <laughs> what? No! Yeah. How did you just have the most credibility to the least credibility in two sentences? We're gonna cut it. We're, oh, that's how. No, we're not. God. No, you we're forgetting the name Gamora means that there's something wrong in your head. Well, I thought I had said Nebula out loud, and I was like, did oh. I say Nebula? No, I said Gamora. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, so we killed Gamora. He got, the, he got the Soul Stone. Um, and then her death ended up contributing to this cosmic balancing. Well, the Avengers kind of cheated, right? They cheated with the time heist to be able to right Thanos' wrongs, but in the Infinity Gauntlet storyline in the comics, when people try to do that, the Living Tribunal, as the cosmic judge of all the universe, says, no, Thanos didn't violate any natural laws. Right. He was right to do this. Well, imagine a scenario where we're in Guardians Volume 3, right? And then all the Guardians who dusted in, at the end of Infinity War start to get sick. They start to drop dead. So you have, like, Peter Quill, Drax, Mantis. They all start dropping dead, along with a random, random half of everyone. Gamora realizes, oh, I was supposed to die. My survival screwed everything up. 
She appeals to the Living Tribunal, and she's like, this is bullshit. Like, what can I do to fix this? And the Living Tribunal goes, look, my hands are tied. The reason why this mad titan did what he did is because his descendants were these people by Celestials. There are 20 of them across the cosmos, and they thought that their right, that their uh, legacy would be their favorite son, the eternal deviant Thanos, who would wipe out half of all life. They thought in their deluded view that that was the right thing to do. So Thanos did this, but then these other Earthling Avengers screwed it all up. And they cheated, and they got away with it. So the only way, Gamora, that you can save half of all life is take your sword, the God Slayer, and go kill all 20 of these Celestials. And one by one, she's going to take them down. Whoa. Isn't this going to have way worse ramifications? Like, all, all of them being dead? We'll see. I mean, what do the Celestials do? We know one of them's dead already. That's the severed head of uh, nowhere. Right. We seem to be okay. Ego's uh, dead. Yeah, ego's gone. So mm-hmm. I think we're okay. I want to see like uh, Gamora, like Scott Pilgrim, and go person <laughs> by person and take him down. That's the most active version of Gamora. If she's been given a second life, right? Like she, her first life was spent, her blood was shed for this weird other goal. Now she's given a second chance. What's the most exciting thing to see Gamora do with a second life other than to go throughout the cosmos and rip off mm-hmm. the heads of these giant celestials? <laughs> Uh, when I was in high school and I was going through a dark phase, I wrote a short story about a man who wants to commune with God to know why he lets all these bad things happen, and God doesn't have a good answer, so the man kills God in order to like, say, like, well, we're, we're better off without you. You're so uh, edgy. I love yeah. it. Uh, no, exactly. You, you, you pitched me on this story like a year ago. This is not high school. This oh, is new. it's gotten way more involved than Eric. Only thing you need to answer, you first of all, yes, you're gonna get one rogi for this Ooh, insane theory. Which but, in the currency exchange uh, on my end is a sparkle buck. Hey, whoa. a sparkle buck. Wow, that's Beautiful. worth almost nothing. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, you have to answer, what do the Guardians do in this movie other than die? It's their movie. Uh, well, the ones who die, die, but some of them survived, right? <laughs> so Rocket survived. Uh, he's still there. Nebula, her like uh, adopted sister, whatever, is also still alive. So some of the Guardians are joining her on this mystery, but it's going to be a thinned out group of Guardians, right? Mm. We don't need to see the full Guardians. This is a Gamora story. Gamori. Uh. Finding Gamori. <laughs> Rick and Gamorty. Rick and Gamorty. What about Groot? Groot's not there, but we're going to see a lot of great Groot in 4 4. <laughs> no, no good. And then maybe she's able to bring them back right as we go into the third act finale, just like we saw in Avengers Endgame. Everyone came back. We're going to have a Guardians back. Assemble moment. And, uh, and Gamora's going to summon babe, uh, Groot and, and catch him like a weapon. <laughs> right. I like this. I I'm just feel like that Rocket is going to kill the the one above all. <laughs> like, He's going to help. Uh, yeah, adorable. All right, Eric. Um, because you went so rogue, you do get a second rogue. Ooh, you mean a second sparkle buck? Oh! <laughs> I almost want him to win because I want to know how many he has. I know. I was just thinking that too. I was like, what different colors do you have? Yeah. I don't know about you guys. Mine are coming, they're printing out of my USB port on my laptop. <laughs> Gross. Shoves in the, so that's, yeah. I, uh, I don't, I only have as many as rogues as they can. All right. I love it. Let's hear him back in a tweet. Okay. Uh, so my tweet would be Gamor of Gamora, and then colon, the bounty hunter. How's that? 
You you sound like Perfect. you're uh, trying to communicate with someone uh, in a soundproof room through double sided glass. Gamora! Like, Gamora! Ah, Look, I'm Gamora! Italian. I talk with my hands sometimes. <laughs> I was like, it was punctuation. You know, it's 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 like. I think you were counting syllables. <laughs> no, well, a little bit, but it was like more because that was my way of all capsing it for you guys. Uh, I like Ga- it. More uh, of uh, Gamora. Yeah. I'm into it. The bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, real easy to understand tweet. Matt, what do you got? Mine is, uh, it's a word in between clap emojis. So think of it as I'm saying oh, it. Y'all sleeping on Gamora as baby Thanos. Literally the exact same tweet uh, the last time you were on the show. No, I don't know what you're talking about. This is This is how I tweet. <laughs> this is every tweet I do um, is clap emojis to make sure y'all understand me. I'm fine with this as long as uh, somebody sends in fan art of baby Thanos that looks like baby Yoda, baby Groot, just an adorable baby Thanos. We need a baby uh, cinematic universe, I think. Yeah. It's time. Man, like Muppet Babies, but exactly. all villains. Like, like Muppet like Babies, babies but, yeah. out, but yep. in space, yeah. yeah. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, all right, and then Eric, your tweet? Okay, so my tweet is just one tweet from uh, Gamora's account, and it's the only tweet she posts. She doesn't follow anyone, <laughs> and it just says Guardians Assemble. And then you just look over at every uh, Twitter account of the Celestials, and it, all their accounts have been taken down. Oh, this is more of a this is like an AR game than it is a tweet. Yes, it's like a Twitter yeah, experience. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody needs to have been following all of them and notice that they got taken down. This is like how KFC follows it's eleven elaborate. herbs and three spices. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do appreciate that Eric is trying to keep the Twitter part interesting to himself, even though his tweets are making less and less sense each week. Uh, to me, that makes sense. <laughs> all right. Uh, let us know in the comments who is the uh, most close to what's going to happen or who is saying the story that you wish we'd get uh, on how we get Gamora back. Uh, really quick before we move on, huge thank you to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this show. The show needs sponsors. So if you like this show, then you hopefully like ExpressVPN. Uh, you guys know that ExpressVPN, we've talked about it before on the channel, it protects your privacy and your security online. But it actually, this is newer to some people, but this is why I've always used VPNs. It helps you unlock movies and shows that you can only watch in other countries. I yeah. swear by VPNs. Honestly, you can't watch Picard in the U.S. on Netflix, but you can in Canada with the VPN. <gasps> really? Picard? Yep. yep. Oh, so what? you don't have to pay for CBS All Access? Yep. Uh, you can also watch Rick and Morty if you say you're in France, also on Netflix. Just globetrot. Now's the time. When you're locked inside, just pretend you're in different countries. Yeah. Either way, all you do, you fire up ExpressVPN app, you change your location, then you refresh Netflix or Hulu or whatever you're using, uh, regardless of where you live. And you know what? Now that we're in this digital age, borders don't matter anymore. <laughs> Let's live in a post-border world, because that's yeah. how the internet sees us. It's just these big tech companies that think borders should matter. Yeah, Streamers yeah. Without Borders is our new charity that we're starting right here. <laughs> Uh, Everyone uh, put their cash apps out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just hold up your cash app. That would just be for us. Uh, uh, Speaking of ways to steal somebody's identity, uh, ExpressVPN also hides your IP address. Um, So you can technically do some browsing and no one knows it's you uh, if you're worried about what what you're looking at online. Um, You can still choose from 100 different countries uh, to say where you are, supposedly. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but a good reason to use ExpressVPN, one of the reasons that we use it, is that it's probably, it seems like it might be the fastest one. There's never any buffering or any lag. Uh, You stream HD fine without any problems. And 
if it's not clear, you can use it on all your devices, your phones, your media consoles, uh, as an old man would say it, uh, your smart TV, whatever. So you can watch on a personal device or on a big screen, wherever you are. All right, so visit our link uh, right now if you can. It's expressvpn.com slash rogue. R-O-G-U-E, a lot of people spell it Rouge, and I'm so sorry about the public school system failing you. Uh, <laughs> you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Three freaking months. Uh, and you also support the show, which we appreciate so much. You also get to watch what you want to watch without having to sign up for too many extra services. Uh, so protect yourself with ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN.com slash Rogue. Rogue, R-O-G-U-E. Now it's time for uh, our newest segment, the Discord Theory uh, of the Week. So each week we play a version of Rogue Theory on our Discord with our patrons only. Uh, we select at random three different players and then they all pitch their theory. Uh, this one was about pitching how the Fantastic Four will be introduced into the MCU. Uh, Avenged Nerd had a really good one that was personally my favorite that I voted for. Uh, Bruca had a really good one. Uh, Dorothy Metz had a, had a really good one too. Um, with all the votes in the winner, this was the closest one we've had yet actually, is Dorothy. Woo! So give it up for Dorothy. Yeah. Uh, she um, tied the origin of the Fantastic Four to all the gamma radiation that was released uh, ah. from all the Infinity Gauntlets yeah. snaps. But here's her, and we've heard of versions of that theory before, but she actually goes the route of introducing them through the Eternals movie, mm. and then uses the Eternals to become trainers for the Fantastic Four to guide them into becoming the heroes that they're, they're becoming very rapidly based on their uh, recent mutations. Um, what do you guys think of that? I like it. Uh, it gives like the Eternals something practical to do. Because right now, when I think about the Eternals, it's like, oh, some ancient history. Maybe it'll establish mutant kind in the MCU. That sounds cool. But other than that, I don't really know how what active role they're going to take in the future. But right. having them connected to the Fantastic Four, that sets up like the next couple phases, in my mind. Oh, totally. Yeah, I love that. I've Honestly, I've literally leaned in the same way Eric has with Eternals going into X-Men. But I feel like having them go into Fantastic Four might have more immediate results. So I'm, I'm in. I think that's pretty rad. Yeah, and I want to see some more Fantastic Four stuff, so. Speaking of seeing more of the Fantastic Four, our buddy uh, Lewis Brown on Discord just shared this fan art of me, Eric, uh, Marina, <laughs> and Tommy as the Fantastic Four, uh, which my favorite part of this is that Eric looks like the flame on hurts him. Yeah. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> oh, you know, straight, ven straight venture bros. I like time. that. Yeah, just burning <laughs> yeah. you alive. I love that. <laughs> they don't tell you yeah. it hurts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it always hurts. Uh, and Tommy's face is not made of rocks. He's just blushing really hard. Oh, like Violet, uh, Violet Beauregard yeah, there. Yeah, he's a, he's a sweet uh, soul, um, which matches his character. All right, uh, obviously, if you guys ever make fan art of us, we have to share it because we uh, it drives our, our ego and our happiness. <laughs> uh, so uh, send, send more it's of that true. stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just feel good that people take time to spend on that. No more time, though, on that. Let's move on, guys, to our second Rogue Theory topic. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah, I'm ready. So you guys know Twitter. You guys have been following this. Uh, all the last two days, uh, trending have been various Spider-Man movie titles. Mm -hmm. And it's because people are trying to, to make their claim for what the best interpretation, the definitive version of Spider-Man has been. If you could only pick certain Spider-Man movies to exist, which is the one you would pick? And everyone apparently disagrees. So I want each of you to pick amongst the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, the 
Emma Stone's ex-boyfriend, Spider-Man <laughs> movies, Andrew Garfield, uh, and then uh, potentially also the Tom Holland ones, and then also you can even go animated with a recent animated film uh, that I don't want to spoil because one of you is probably going to take it. Uh, but which of these is the definitive take on Spider-Man, the Spider-Man movie, if we could only have one? Go Rogue. Okay, I'll start. Um, so I, as someone who loves pretty much all of these Spider-Man movies, the other ones pitched by uh, you other two are probably going to be also close favorites of mine. The definitive one that I think, like, I could show this to any person who has never seen a Spider-Man movie before without explanation, just watch this, you'll be fine. Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay, bear with me on this. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this popular movie that made a billion dollars? Why yeah, is it popular? That was a recent hit? <laughs> what a hot, hot take, Eric. Oh, wow. You might have gone oh, too rogue. rogue. You're too rogue, dude. I'm going too rogue. <laughs> okay, I think the MCU Spider-Man is the best live-action depiction we've had of the character. He's the one who actually seems like a teenager. He's, like, smart in the right ways. He's dumb in the right ways. He's, like, a fanboy of the other Avengers, as, like, the comic Spider-Man should be. Uh, and he's, like, fooled in the right way in Spider-Man Far From Home. Like, they basically tell the classic Mysterio story. He comes off as a hero at the beginning, but of course he's mm -hmm. a villain. But they still manage to make it surprising and crazy and weird that like the way he's corrupting his uh, his perception of reality, uh, the way he ties into the history of Tony Stark, and the way they like call back specific things from past uh, MC movies and past Raimiverse movies. You have like William Gintariva coming back from Iron Man, and then you have J. Jonah Jameson coming back from the Raimi films. Like, there's just the right amount of fan service, uh, and like it, it's a, the most like deadly threat that any of these uh, Avengers face. Some some kind of tech that can warp your view of reality like i would like to see any avenger take on tony stark slash mysterio's tech i love to see tom holland peter parker rattled as much as he is in this movie i don't think we see any uh spider-man up to that point as like rattled as he gets you actually think it's better than the first one i oh absolutely i think uh i think it's definitely it's at least 20 percent better than spider-man homecoming 20 whole percent percentage. yeah Tw yeah that's awfully uh, specific 20 percent i've i've got Everything's on a percentage scale for me. You have no okay. idea. <laughs> uh, Matt's operating at 78% right I, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been since day one. Um, so I feel like mine's going to be a little controversial, but I'm going to say the ver first Spider-Man movie. And I'm going to tell you 1975 why. 1975 in Canada? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I'm talking about Spider-Man 1 is the best Spider movie because we have Tobey Maguire, who's a meme, and then we've got... <laughs> You get over there? He's the original meme. Like, yeah. yeah, okay. So, so yeah, we've got Tobey Maguire. He's a meme. We've got uh, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonas Jameson. Lots of J's in there. And he's mm -hmm. also kind of a meme. Like, he's amazing. He's so good in that role. Like, get that Spider-Man, you know? It's just, it's just, it's perfect, okay? I want to see your guys' impressions in a second of it, if you have <laughs> one. Um, but then we also have Green Goblin. And oh that's God. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. It's just such a good cast. It's mm -hmm. memeable, it's nostalgic, and it's got its funny moments, and it's quippy moments, and it's scary moments, and that is my favorite Spider-Man. That's the best one. I mean, I that movie by. walks so all other Spider-Man movies could run, so it has yeah. a place. That is true. And, and maybe all modern superhero movies, by the Fair. way, kind yeah. of reinvented the, the genre a bit, especially mm -hmm. uh, not having to go the dark version. But uh, Angelica, is, your thr is the thrust of your main argument that it's memeable? <laughs> Well, it's memeable, it's nostalgic, and there's amazing cast. 
It's that's, an amazing Is it nostalgic cast. because it's old? Everything is nostalgic because it's old, <laughs> Philip. That's how nostalgia yeah. works. It's like the, yeah, it's like the, the first one, the old one, you know? That's why it's nostalgic. And, you know, as Matt said, you know, it kind of set up the whole franchise, the whole series of the Spider-Man. Give me, give me a defense of specifically Tobey Maguire's take on Peter Parker. The like, that guy. Uh, okay. Wait, you want defense for Tobey Maguire? <laughs> yeah. Do I need yeah, to set up a defense, defense for him? Defense counsel. He's amazing. He's he's crying. He's. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I just think of that. so good. My brain works in memes, so I'm just thinking of the crying meme right now. Um, no, I, think, I hear you. It works. I think in memes, so it works. In you know, memes. yeah. Sometimes it just comes out that way. But um, you know, I think the thing with Tobey Maguire that is great about the first Spider-Man movie too is we see the rise of Spider-Man. We see him being made, and there's something really cool. At least for me, I really like to watch those origin story type movies. Um, so, so yeah, I, I really like the first Spider-Man movie because I got to see the come up. I got to see the transformation as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'll give you the wish fulfillment side that that movie had that, that none of the others really had as much where I think we can all imagine in our heads, the exact moment where he sees in his full length mirror that he's suddenly jacked. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And that, that transformation scene is definitely one of the most inspirational to a nerd or see, for like, those of you who oh, remember the uh, the MTV Movie Awards Jack Black parody, where he uh, does <laughs> yeah. the exact same thing, then oh looks God. the exact same. That was more my wish fulfillment. <laughs> or the time he takes off his glasses and he can see mm -hmm. clearly. That's like, right. yeah, that's everyone's dream. Is just suddenly yeah. your LASIK. vision's great. Yeah, LASIK. <laughs> yeah, he got LASIK. Everyone's dream is to be able to afford LASIK. Cheap LASIK, <laughs> yeah. No, but it's true because Tobey Maguire, the actor being able to get that jacked, actually proved like, I guess it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Like Tom go. Holland was jacked before the movie starts. Yeah, Toby's you know, out here making dreams bit. come true. Right. Yeah. Uh, your dreams are weird. Uh, all right, and then Matt, the all-encompassing. Yeah, I mean, here's my thing. Okay, so uh, I I will always have I will always have a special place in my heart for the Tobey Maguire ones. Right. Sam Raimi is life. Sam Raimi is love. Like the fact that he may or may not be doing Doctor Strange is... He is. It's official, yes. right? It's, it's official, amazing. right? Is it officially yeah. confirmed? I, I haven't read anything yeah. official, but that's amazing. That's awesome. Um, and, and he literally is more of a pioneer in the cinematic superhero world than I think most of the other directors in that era. So the fact that he was able to do that stuff and he's coming back to it, like he has potential to be another gun in the MCU, which I think is amazing. G-U-N-N. Um, oh, gotcha. And, but, but my... If you're asking about the best Cinematic Spider-Man, or the best Spider-Man movie. Let's start with a movie. The best Spider-Man movie has to be Spider-Verse. It's got every Spider-Man. It's got every Spider-Man. It's got nods to every different origin story. It's got new origin stories. And I will say in the opening three and a half minutes of Chris Pine kind of giving his Peter Parker, that was more Spider-Man to me than any other actor that has played Spider-Man. He was quippy. He was funny. He was confident. He was able to get it. Like, he showed hubris. It was perfect. And I, and the fact that he's dead in that movie, I also think is amazing. Because I feel like every Spider-Man movie, you either die the... What are you? Die the hero. You live long enough to see, see a third see movie in any one of these. Yeah. Yeah. Like, reference. Yeah. Andrew Garfield. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's Batman. No, 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 it's Batman, but it, it applies here too. It applies to everything sure, in real yes. life, including the yeah. Taco Bell dog. It, it, <laughs> it, if you look, look at Spider-Man 1 and 2. Spider-Man 1, awesome. Spider-Man 2, amazing. In my top 10. Spider-Man 3, trash. Look at the Andrew Garfield movies. Amazing 1, 
Fine. Which of I these mean, movies is not in your top ten Spider-Man movies? I think no, 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 top ten either. movies of all time. Spider-Man Two oh, is okay, in my top okay. ten I movies of all time. Okay, your top ten Spider-Man movies. They're like no <laughs> bar. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse. No. Uh, uh, same thing with Amazing. Amazing One, great. Amazing Two, hot trash. The the friggin' what, what was it? The dubstep fight scene at the end of the movie was awful. Right. Yeah. Then you've got Tom Holland. Tom, the first movie, great. Second movie, fine. We haven't seen the third movie yet. It could be trash. We don't know. We have no idea, right? If they try to integrate it into the rest of the world. And now we see Sony's meddling, so we'll see. Exactly. <laughs> it might be awful. But the fact that we get a Spider-Man, a perfect Spider-Man from beginning to end, and he's done. This is the end of the Chris Pine Spider-Man. I think he is the best Spider-Man, hands down. Also making that movie because of the possibilities and the fact that it could technically roll in all the different Spider-Verses. I think that that, that movie is the best Spider-Man movie, hands down. Here's what, what I'll give you about the opening monologue version of uh, Spider-Man. It's the only one, and it's only by virtue of the fact that all the other ones have started with high school students, and this is like kind of a grown man, but it is the only one that rings as heroic. Yeah. You know, like, you, he, this guy is funny, but also you're grateful that he's around saving lives. Everyone right. else, like, like, if I had, like, a gun to my head and I heard, like, a squeaky-voiced teen making jokes <laughs> trying to save me, I'd be like... Can anyone else help this? Yeah, like anybody else. Literally anybody else, and he please. Sounds like a, he's going through puberty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it works. Uh, like, look, I love, I love the Tobey Maguire movies. I think that there's too much Toby, not enough Spider-Man in those movies. But that is just kind of a problem. Too with much Toby. What? Literally, he takes off his mask like 30 times in three movies. Like, I was like, I don't yeah. need to see. Half of New York knows who he is at this point. Uh, the the Andrew Garfield ones are just, those are just, they're Twilight Spider-Man, and I was not a fan. And the, the Tom Holland ones are fine, but the Tom Holland ones have a possibility that they could get ruined. So I think that the fact that Spider-Verse kind of lives inside of this one movie and is a perfect Spider-Man film, and it has yet to be tainted by okay. Hollywood. Yeah. Now, you're completely ignoring Miles Morales here, and, you know, it's his movie and his arc, so it's still, if this is your argument for the definitive Spider-Man movie, you can't, unless you're saying it's the first three minutes of that movie and nothing else, you've got to <laughs> explain why the Miles Morales story is actually part of the definitive telling of Spider-Man. If you're looking at it inside of, like, the scope of every Spider-Man movie, this is the first time that they're retelling the same origin story over and over again but it's completely different and we're surprised every minute right you might have known that prowler was his uncle you might have read the comics you know had an idea but i was still at the end of the day i read all the comics i was so shocked and surprised when that became a thing like the fact that they're able to do that like what comic book fan is going to a spider-man movie and dumbfounded when uncle ben dies you know what i mean like that's not a thing that happens the fact that they were able to do that and they were able to bring that level of storytelling to something that we've seen a hundred times before is amazing. Like that, yes, Miles Morales is an amazing Spider-Man in that movie. Eh? So if you can only show someone one Spider-Man movie to you, it'd be Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse, 100%. Okay. All right. Uh, You notice I didn't hand out any rogies uh, this round. It's because I didn't want to influence anybody's take on on their movies. But the best argued case i gotta say is matt you, you did a solid job there oh thank you so much look it became a funko pop of me Ooh. that's so weird <laughs> i'm starting to see a theme with all these rogies that's so bizarre you're obsessed with yourself what <laughs> are you talking about i dyed my hair for nothing <laughs> um so uh, i still want to hear everybody just pitch them back to us in a tweet ignore the rogie that i just gave out this is you're fighting for the people in the comments section to say uh who of you is right here so in a tweet Give it to me why your movie is the definitive Spider-Man movie. Okay. Uh, My tweet is simple. Spider-Man does not become true Spider-Man until he mistakes ACDC for Led Zeppelin. Hashtag FFH best. Oh, God. I love that. Uh, So mine would probably be 
just a compilation of memes from Spider-Man and then basically say that the first Spider-Man movie is the best because we see the come up of Spider-Man. We see his creation. So I guess in a tweet it would be the origin story of Spider-Man and then a series of memes and at least five different ones of Tobey Maguire crying. To be fair, hers is the thing that I imagine very easily on Twitter. Yeah, no, it's very much <laughs> something cool. that I can see trending immediately. Yeah, uh, pick your favorite meme. Uh, and then Matt, what do you got? Uh, so clap emojis in between. No, I'm kidding. Oh, uh, honestly, I think uh, the tweet is simple. Uh, saying Asking for your favorite Spider-Man movie is getting only one wish, and why not wish for a million wishes? And that is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Good argument. All right. It's beautiful. Uh, back to the game, guys. Uh, all right, there's not that many rogues out there right now, but the game can completely change based on how this goes. It's time for rogue questions. Woo! Okay. Number one. <laughs> Disney Plus used digital fur technology to cover up a mermaid's bare ass in the movie Splash. How else should we be using digital fur technology to improve a Disney classic? Easy. It's the one thing we've all thought. When you watch both Incredibles 1 and Incredibles 2, what's the one thing that we feel like it's missing? We'll say it to the three at the same time. Ready? One, two, three. Beard. More Elastigirl curves. More, more Jack-Jack. I just want Jack-Jack. Every, every single member of the Incredibles family getting a digital beard added after the fact, 100% all I want. That's all I want and that's all we need, really. Okay. Um, that's great. <laughs> but, but hear me out. Okay, what if we did a live action Goofy movie and everyone's in fur technology? It would be terrifying, like, you know. So cats. make it look like the Winnie, that weird Winnie the Pooh movie that came out where they made him look too real? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What the, yeah. yeah, and then, yeah. I mean, I could see it happening. So, so live action Goofy movie with the fur technology and we've got, I don't know, like Jim Carrey as Goofy and I'm trying to, <laughs> I, I don't, Maybe, like, Tom Holland, I don't know, going along with the Spider-Man theme here. Tom Holland as Max or something, you know? I could see it. <laughs> nice. Eric, what do you got? Um, okay, so maybe they um, fix everything wrong with Song of the South by turning the singing slaves into singing bears. <laughs> nope, would not, would not help that at all. I don't think it would help that. I'll, send you the, I'll text you the lyrics after this. All right, question number two. Sam Raimi is confirmed to direct Doctor Strange 2, uh, which is so crazy because the rumor we'd heard was that Scott Derrickson wanted to make a horror movie and Disney didn't agree, so then they brought in Sam Raimi. <laughs> anyway, uh, his movies often include Bruce Campbell in some way or another. This is our Ash, uh, who is an epic character. Who should Bruce Campbell be at least a cameo in in Doctor Strange 2? I mean, Ghost Rider, right? Ooh. Bruce Campbell, he can play one Marvel character, and that character's name is Ghost Rider. Ha. I don't know. Not I bad. mean, if I, I, my bet is Mephisto. I would love a Bruce Campbell Mephisto, man. Fair. That'd be oh, so okay. dope. Uh, so how about Bruce Campbell just as himself? But with oh, sure. chainsaw hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with like chainsaw hands. Yeah. Oh, with oh, okay. Like, <laughs> he yeah. has those in real life. Yeah. 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 As himself. <laughs> yeah, as Bruce Campbell does. Yeah, personality-wise, but with chainsaws for hands. I mean, it makes sense. He did call me Bruce. Like, I could see him as Bruce Campbell as Bruce Campbell. Like, he's mm -hmm. one of Raimi's best friends. Like, why not? You know, yeah. he's always playing some weird offhand character. Let him be a celebrity Bruce Campbell with chainsaw hands. Yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> All right, finally, third question. You ready? It came out this week that the original draft of Rise of Skywalker had Babu Frick dying. He died. 
Give me your best impression of Babu Frick dying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. It's so cold. It's all dark. It's darkness. It's darkness and cold. Oh, oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> Babu. Oh wow, that was really that was really dark, Eric. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what Babu sounds exactly like. Oh, I, Babu, freak, I go blah blah blah. Oh, <laughs> that's a little cuter, at least. <laughs> I, I I mean I'm not to go too charactery, but I feel like he's such a positive guy. Like everything he did, he was literally like helping these rebels and doing stuff. I feel like even he'd be like, it's time to die. Like, <laughs> the end is here. Like I feel like he would be very much in that. Here like, I go. Eh, here I go, crossing <laughs> over into the underworld. Like he'd be very positive uh, going with it. Oh, the man. underworld. That wow, that's an assumption yeah. there. Uh, uh, <laughs> Matt, you get uh, the rogie of that round. Can I get Whoa, some totals? Oh, thank you. Oh my see. goodness, continuing the theme. What? It's the never-ending story. Oh my goodness. Oh, I'll finish this after. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It, is that you uh, as uh, It's me as it's me as a tray. It's Matt Trey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, what are your totals, guys? I have two sparkle bucks. One oh. Batman. I have three rogies. Whoa! So many to carry. The grown man who obviously would have the most children's toys. Uh what? <laughs> <laughs> happens to prove it. Uh, Matt, Rob, you're our winner this week. Oh my goodness, thank you guys. Thank you for having me, Ragui. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, it's not my name, I, and you know oh. that. Uh, and it's a slur. Um, <laughs> Matt, did you prepare a wish for us as we go into our goodbyes? I feel like, Angelica, you need to tweet one uh, Spider-Man meme for the next five days. Whoa. Wait, every day for five Wait. days? You said there's so many memes. There's so many memes. Let's see five of them. Wait. Come on, Angelica. Every day? <laughs> five days. That's not that many days. It's like I'm saying for the next month. All right, fine. I accept this. All right. All right. Yeah. Angelica, just for that, you get an extra shout out of your Twitter handle to make sure our, our uh, fans keep you honest. My, oh, man. <laughs> Dang, okay, now I'm held accountable. It's my wish, Angelica. <sighs> It is, uh, so my Twitter handle is the same as my Twitch. It's A-Tray, A-Y-Y-T-R-A-E. And I will be watching every day, and I'll be retweeting and watching. (laughs) All right, everyone, make sure to follow, make sure to follow Angelica, and make sure she's posting those memes. Uh, All right, guys, uh, thank you so much for for going rogue. This was a delight. Thank you, Matt, and thank you, uh, Angelica. Great job this week. Guys, don't forget to subscribe to Rogue Theory Podcast feed and uh, uh, make sure to follow Matt and Eric also on social media. Uh, and also, this channel is a podcast, so uh, follow it there, but also follow the Twitter at New Rockstars. Follow me at Philip Molina on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and go to that ExpressVPN link. It helps a lot. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>